Hey, it's Kev here, excited to tell you about my very first live event, Copy Chief Live, and I'm going for broke. Who are the speakers? John Carlton, Paris Lampropolis, Todd Brown, Marcella Allison, Henry Bingaman, and Joe Schrieffer, the inventor of copyboarding, the $140 million man over there at Agora Financial. Listen, most of these speakers are looking for the next best copywriter. So if you're a freelancer, you've got to be at this event just for the networking. This stuff the speakers share is stuff they've never shared before. So the networking, the information, and the party. Uh, John Carlton's going to jam with the band. I'm going to do stand-up comedy for you. It will be the talk of the industry. I hope you don't miss it. Go to copychief.live, copychief.live. See my video, get all the details, and I hope to meet you here in St. Pete, October 9th and 10th. Welcome to Copy Chief Radio. I'm your host, Kevin Rogers. This is the show where you hear directly from all the experts at copychief.com how to write better, sell more, and have a greater impact using the power of your words. Let's do it. Hey, welcome back to Copy Chief Radio. It's the Chief. It's Kev Rogers here. Thanks for tuning in. I got Ann Urza with me today. Ann is a copywriter. She's also a marketer, of course. You can't be a good copywriter without being a marketer. But she has a marketing and technical background, so she really sees the full spectrum of what's happening in marketing funnels and procedures and is becoming more and more a specialist in in research and deep dive surveys, really understanding what your market wants, what they're asking for. She's done this with her with her own businesses, and she provides it as a service for other businesses, a service that every business needs to have working in their business. You've heard of Ryan Levesque's Ask Method and is proficient in the Ask Method. And you'll hear today why deep dive surveys and Anne's process for using them in what she calls her market discovery system could really quickly revolutionize how you go about selling your products. So Anne, thanks for being here. Hi, Kevin. How you doing? Thanks for uh, inviting me. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. You and I know each other well. You've been through RFL mm-hmm. and yep. seen your stuff in action. It's really impressive. So I appreciate you coming on to share today. Thank you. Let's talk a little bit about market discovery in general, the basics of why this is so important. Market discovery is really the heart of, you know, building any product or selling any product because if you don't know your audience, obviously you can't succeed. And audiences also change. Markets change. Mm-hmm. So it's a process that has to be repeated over and over again. And, you know, we've seen it in many cases throughout history. Obviously, there's some really big boo-boos out there like, you know, the Ford Edsel, you know, was the, <laughs> one of the big ones, right? Yeah. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I think Time Magazine said it right. It said, you know, the Edsel was a classic case of the wrong car for the wrong market at the wrong time. (laughs) (laughs) And you think if a company like Ford, even at that time, could screw it up so bad. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, that was a huge mistake back in 1958. Actually, it's funny because they they even have what they call Edsel scholars that still look at that problem. Mm-hmm see what happened. But even today we see markets change and, you know, especially like in the game industry, you know, even the game of Monopoly is different today than it was. You know, I recently sat down with my daughter to play Monopoly Empire and, you know, I realized that the game, you know, you can play it in 20 minutes. 
when mm. we were kids, we played Monopoly. It could take a day, you know, a day or two for a game to go, right? Yeah, right. We used to stick it under the couch, you know, so we could right. come back later. Now it takes 20 minutes to play a game. I wow. mean, that's huge, right? Kids yeah. don't have that attention span that they used to have when we were kids. Right. So, you know, markets and audiences change all the time. Yeah, that's huge. Important to know. So it's not, this is not something you do one time and run about your business. It's something you have to keep up with so you can see those changes in real time and adjust. Exactly. And also we have to make sure that, you know, we're, we ask the right questions to our audience, which is even more important. And that's why the ask method and the deep dive survey is so important because, you know, like the Ford Edsel and like some of these other major product mistakes, you know, it's a case of not asking the right questions to our customers. And when we don't speak their language and we don't interact with them, you know, we sometimes feel as marketers that we've been lied to, but in fact, we just haven't been communicating properly. Mm, that's a great point, And really. Mm -hmm. Note that, everybody. It's not enough just to be asking. You've got to ask the right questions. All right, so right. how does the market discovery system help do that? Well, basically, the goals of the market discovery system are pretty simple. First of all, you want to identify the biggest challenges your customers face. And when you figure that out, it's much, much more, much easier to understand what problems you need to solve and what products and services you need to build. And then you, it allows you to capture the unique languages, language that your prospects use. Mm -hmm. So you can communicate with them using that language, but you can also write the copy and the right marketing messages that resonate with your audience. So they're more likely to trust you and more likely to buy from you. Yeah, it's nothing more powerful than that. That's one of the things that excited me so much about the ask method was thinking, of course, there's nothing more powerful than being able to speak people's words back to them, even if they mm -hmm. weren't their exact words, they're the, you know, through a lot of uh, done right surveys, you know, people mm -hmm. get that effect of, it's like you're reading my mind. Exactly. And then, you know, from that, you can define some really clear market segments or buckets, as Ryan likes to say, so that, you know, you can develop you can develop marketing messages and products for those different audiences. And also you can gain feedback on your new ideas and concepts, which is really powerful as well, because if you're building a new product or entering a new market or even expanding, you know, your service in an existing market, you want to know if if what you're doing is the right thing. So by asking those correct questions, you can really get close to what your customers are experiencing and you can get the feedback that is accurate and actionable. Yeah, that's so important. So you've done this for your own businesses. So this is not mm -hmm. just, you know, some theory for you. Talk about right. the results you saw when you did it for the drones. Okay. So when I first when I first became acquainted with the Ask system, you know, I enrolled in, in the master class. So I was really excited because it finally resonated with, you know, here's how I can talk to customers in you know an ideal way and, and really understand why they buy. Because I've always been fascinated why with why customers buy. So at the time we decided, my husband and I, because he's also you know a fellow geek, we'll call him that. <laughs> we said, let's try something new. Okay, let's just go in this, you know, plain vanilla. We don't have a business. We don't have an idea. Let's try something new. So we analyzed a bunch of different markets because that's the first thing you want to do is go in, analyze, you know, that's the first step in this process, right? Go in, look at different markets, look and see what audiences are doing. Look to see who your competitors are. Look to see who the leaders are and find something, you know, that's a viable sandbox to play in. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we chose the recreational drone market. 
for a couple of reasons. Number one, we like enthusiast markets just because, you know, people are very passionate in those markets. They're willing to spend money, but they do have, they're very opinionated and have something to say, which kind of we thought would be fun. But the drone market is really a hot area, okay? And yeah. they're projecting right now in 2021, it's going to be a $12 billion market. Holy That's just in the recreational side. Wow. Okay. Not to mention commercial. It seems like it almost be bigger in commercial. It is bigger, yes. Mm. But it's a confused market right now. Mm. Okay. The FAA rule, a rules just came out. People still really don't understand them. The public does not understand them. Mm. The people who are writing laws don't understand them. You can, you know, my kids are outside flying and we don't know, well, you know, is it really the right place to fly? You know, there are all of these crazy rules out there. Right. And there are really no leading experts going out there saying, hey, you know, listen to me. This is what we should be doing. There's a lot of hobbyists out there saying these things, but there are really no leading experts. So we figured, okay, let's give this, you know, a try since it seems that there's a lot of opportunity there. So since we were new to the market and, you know, we really didn't know what to expect, we developed our first single most important question. Now, if you are familiar with the deep dive survey, you'll be familiar with, with what we call the SMIQ, which is the heart of the deep dive survey, which is, you know, we're asking people, what is their biggest challenge? And we said, okay, when it comes to flying drones slash quadcopters, what is your singles, biggest, single biggest challenge? Now, you figure, okay, all these people going to respond and write all these big answers. The biggest surprise we got was that we heard predominantly from men ages 44 and up. Hmm. We didn't hear from any women. Hmm. So here I'm thinking, am I the only one flying drones? <laughs> <laughs> it's the same about me. Yeah, <laughs> right. But, you know, we also got a lot of very passionate responses, some of which I cannot repeat on air, <laughs> mainly about the government, which is the FAA, I'll say, is about as popular as the IRS. Mm, wow. Okay, but we did find that things could be categorized into about three distinct buckets. Okay, the pilots who want to develop their flying skills, pilots who are confused about the latest FAA rules, and pilots who are unsure of where they could fly legally. Okay, so that was good because we had three different categories we could work with. But since the FAA thing was kind of looming over everybody's head, we decided that the best thing to do initially was just to write a, an ebook explaining what the FAA rules were. Mm -hmm. So my husband decided to do that while I, you know, handled the marketing side of it. And, you know, of course, reading FAA documents is not exciting by any stretch of the no imagination. No pictures, nothing. No. And you have to write to the FAA if you want to get your questions clarified, which is a whole nother, you know, uh, level of rigmarole, but we did it. So we wrote a little ebook. And the interesting thing was, because of the, you know, fervor around this issue, we actually pre-sold a lot of ebooks before we even finished writing them. And, you know, we had the whole, basically it took, you know, be between, you know, doing the DDS, analyzing the results, building the sales funnel, you know, based on those three segments. It basically took us about eight weeks, took me about eight weeks while, you know, my husband was writing the book. And we actually pre-sold a fair number of copies before we released it at the end of October. Wow. Yeah. Very nice. And then we were just in time for Christmas and, you know, all of that. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm sure that was only scratching the surface on that market and what you could offer them. If you exactly. want to make that your full-time business. Exactly. So, I mean, it's kind of a part-time thing for us right now. But the idea was that we actually got it up and running based on that quiz. We quickly understood that there was a need there that was not being covered anywhere else. Yeah. 
and we quickly took advantage of it. Yeah. So, and a twelve billion dollar market by the year twenty twenty, you know, you could be leaders in that market. Exactly. Grow with them. You know, start a, a company the best way you possibly can, which is very hands on, very interactive. Mm -hmm. I always talk about that dialogue is everything. And again, that's one of the things I love about Ask is that it puts you in dialogue, not just with customers, but with people who are still in the pain, who haven't solved exactly. their problem yet. Exactly. Very cool. Now, All right. So now we've, we've done that. We're not done yet here. Well, no, you're not. And this is the interesting part about, you know, the market, market discovery system and Ask and something interesting, a little gem here or a turbo, you know, I call it a gem. Maybe it's like the turbo boost to the process, what somebody else would call it. But mm -hmm. the little gem here that we found was that, you know, we had this one bucket and it was called, you know, you know, why people are pilots who were um, who are, who wanted to develop their flying skills. Mm. Now, obviously, to me, that says you want to build maybe a, a a class or an online class on on flying. Okay. Now, obviously, I'm not a flight instructor, but I'd like to know more about how to fly drones and how to you know help those people in that particular segment. So what we did was we looked at it and we said, well, we can run off and hire someone to build a class, or we could do it ourselves, but we want to know more. So what we decided to do is refine and repeat our process. And this is something that's really important because a lot of people don't necessarily think about this at this particular time in the development process. What they do is they figure they have their buckets and they go off and build something. But before we decided to go do that, we wanted to ask again. And this is very important because your audience, you now have an audience. Okay, we, we built our little email list from scratch and it became a substantial one once we got going. So we decided to go back and ask again. And we wrote another deep dive survey asking the people who wanted to learn more about flying what pain they were experiencing in that particular area. So we changed our SMIQ. We made it more specific. Okay, and we mm -hmm. changed it to say, when looking to take your piloting skills to the next level, what is the greatest challenge you are stuck on right now? Mm. Okay, and we got a number of responses. Now, most of them, a lot of them, I'd say were pretty standard. We want to learn how to take off. We want to learn how to land. We want to learn, you know, line of sight flying and all of those things, which we would normally cover in a class. But we got a couple of interesting responses. Now, let me read a quote to you that we got. Right. Quote, flyaways have been an issue for me. I've lost three already to the tune of $1,200 worth of quads gone, unquote. Wow. Okay, so there's a problem here. <laughs> yeah, when your when your when your drone won't come back. Yeah, drone drone ran away from home. <laughs> so <laughs> basically, what's happening? There's a term called flyaways. Okay, and this poor individual is not the only individual that answered this. By the way, mm. we got other people that said the same thing. So we saw a trend here. What happens is they take off. And you kind of lose control of this thing going, going, going on. It ends up in the trees or it ends up, you know, going away somewhere and you never get it back. Okay. Area, area 52 swallows yeah. and sucks it yeah. up. It's gone. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, we're laughing, but, you know, it's a serious issue yeah. if you're trying to develop a hobby and you're finally, you know, you find that your uh, equipment's gone. Yeah, you got to come home and tell your spouse. Yeah. Yeah. Honey, I just blew another four hundred dollars on <laughs> I'm sure it'll be back. Let's just be patient. Yeah, that return to home button is gonna work <laughs> at some point. 
so, but there's, there is, you know, this is important for two reasons, okay? Number one, we get important feedback that we can use to build a better training class. So we can maybe address that particular issue in the class, yeah. okay? And we've got specific language here that we can use in our copy. So number one, we have the word quads, yeah. okay? So we know drone people are flyers are calling drones, not only drones, but quads, mm. and flyaways. Mm -hmm. So we could say, hey, we're addressing your flyaway problem in the copy. Mm -hmm. So that's really helpful too. And if we didn't run the deep dive survey on this particular segment of the audience, we never would have known this. Interesting. Right. So there's this whole nomenclature existing unbeknownst to you until you ask the right questions. Exactly. And also we're running the, uh, the, the DDS at a different level and we're not using it to create buckets at this particular point. We're using it so that people will tell us what their pain points are with the subject so we can make a better product. Fantastic. That's and that really, is really, really important. Yeah, this so, is this is really, yeah, this is next level stuff. And so I just want to note this. If, if, if you're just kind of aware of how ask works and how asking great questions and surveys work, this is now you know more that you starting to mm -hmm. see how this is so critical and why having someone like Anne do this either with you, for you, show you how to do it is critical. Go ahead, take us through the rest of this. Sorry, just wanted to note that. Oh no, people, thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's just it's really it's it's it can be yeah. like you said for you it, that alone could become a, a lead magnet that changes everything in your business, right? Right, I've, it differentiates I, you. Yeah, right. I mean, there's, there were more things we learned, and I don't want to you know die, spend my whole afternoon you know diving into a survey because we could be here for a while, <laughs> but. <laughs> I will tell you that these people are very passionate about about their equipment and their hobby. But you know, it, it you know there were there were a number of other things we also learned in the survey that you know were uh, just as as compelling as this. Okay, so the idea is is you know when you're running survey, just when when you've run a survey, you're not done. Okay. Yeah. And then you know people ask me, well, you know, how often should I be running surveys, and in you know, am I ever done? And the answer is, you really never should be done. You should be running, you should be asking, you should always be asking in your business. So when you've come out with a new product, obviously you want to get feedback on that product and maybe get, you know, some information on, on what you should be doing next. But, but also ask people, you know, when you're using this methodology or you're looking at a new methodology, what new challenges are you facing? Because people are always going to think of new ways to use your product or new ways to try it and that you haven't thought of. Yeah. It's just right. the way of the world. Yeah, great point. And again, think of it like trying to predict. Imagine like there's this local social club and you always wondered what goes on in there, right? But you don't mm -hmm. know a whole lot about the subject, but you drive past the place and you think it's interesting. And you had to sit there and imagine what goes on in there and how you could somehow create something that they would find useful as opposed to joining the damn club <laughs> and, right. and showing up once a week to the place and see, you know, I mean, it right. really is that night and day to just, yep. and we can do it all digitally. That's what's so amazing about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I remember way back when we, when I was, you know, in high tech and writing software, and I won't tell you how old I am, but you know, we used to have what we call user group meetings. You know, we used to drag all our customers in and have these like week long, you know, 
mean, I mean, this is so much more efficient yeah. and it, you know, nobody has to travel. Nobody has to get stuck in a room for three days and get, you know, this is so much more fluid. It's much more user friendly, you know, and you can do it anytime and it doesn't cost anything. Yeah. It's great stuff. It's awesome. awesome. It's awesome. All right. And so when, when should you be asking your business? You said always be asking, right? but you know, if I'm sitting there going, ah, I don't need this or something, lay it, lay it down. I mean, you can do it in any phase of your business, mm -hmm. okay? You can do it in a new market, okay? And you can ask, you know, you you can find out whether you should pursue a business in a new market or niche, just like we did in the drone business. Yeah. I mean, before we started, we had no idea where where to even start, okay? Yeah. But we went in, we looked at the lay of the land in the market itself, and then just asked that general question. We got a ton of feedback. It was It was really enlightening. Even if you're in an existing market, okay, I mean, you can find out what challenges your customers are facing and, and really, are there any other opportunities that you haven't uncovered? If you have a new product, you know, even an idea, you know, is it worth pursuing? You know, find out, ask people, you know, if, if I had this type of a product, you know, what challenges do you think you'd face there? And if you have an existing product, obviously, you know, are there new features that you think we should add? Why aren't people buying or why are people buying? You know, those are the types of things you want to know, because if, you know, if people aren't buying from you, they're buying from somebody else and it's, a, you know, you'd rather them come back to you. So the best way to find out is to ask them. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and um, it, it, you'll never wonder what to give them next, whether it's right. content, a product, an upsell. And this isn't manipulation. This is fulfillment. This is you simply asking them, how else can I help you? What would you love to have? And then go, I'd gladly pay you for X. Right. And it's it's magic. It's business magic. Right. And if you're talking their language, they'll trust you. That's absolutely right. And the you only know. way to know that language is to have this dialogue. So Exactly. And great job. This is fantastic. I know Thank you. People are really going to love this. And you broke it down so clearly for us. Really appreciate it. Again, everybody, it's Ann Urza. It's AnnUrza.com. Let me spell it for you. It's A-N-N-I-R-Z-A.com. You'll find lots more material, articles, and, and great stuff on this topic from Ann over there. And I highly recommend considering hiring Ann to do this for you before she is no longer affordable or decides to fly away with her own business <laughs> and not offer this service anymore. So... Thanks again, Ann. Let's do this again soon. Thanks a lot, Kevin. Thanks. Have a good day. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope you dug the show. Come on over to copychief.com. That's where you'll find all the backlog, all the transcribes, all the show notes, and all the free weekly copywriting tips. Copychief.com.